WBME. To late to the party, a little side quest called A Christmas Peril, with a little secret final battle that none of these people knew were coming along. Uh, so meet our little ghost hunters. Who would like to go first? Hi, my name's Ethan Etchill. I'm playing the character of Kensington Chalet, private detective and person who now believes in ghosts all of a sudden. Hello, everyone. I'm Camille Leonard. I play Tilia Castle Rock. Sometimes just a real piece of work. Hi, my name is Tyler Doobie. I play Marianne Blossom Ashwam. And uh, fun fact is she built the bookshelves in her store. And hi, I play, I'm Jordan Balky and I'm playing Sister Marguerite, a nun who kind of sucks. Nun your business. <laughs> I love how on the very last episode, Tyler was like, let's do character fun facts. I have one. There is nothing fun about Kensington Chalet. There is only facts. <laughs> and, and, and just for the record, at, at the end of last episode, as we were all walking over from the graveyard back to Scrooge's house, Sister Marguerite was like thinking through trying to convince Scrooge that he should go ahead and come to Christmas Mass. And like she was going to she was going to try to reach out because this has been a weird night for her. And instead, instead, <laughs> That's right. Who would have guessed that Scrooge would be evil without learning any of his lessons from these ghosts? By the way, I'm Scott. I'm the dungeon master for this little adventure. I have been keeping this final battle a secret for a while, and I'm very excited about it. All of our heroes have had a equivalent of a long rest. They are back to full health, full uh, spell slots and key points and things like that. They have these really interesting items that they got from the Ghosts of Christmas present that they don't really know if they do anything, what they do, who knows? So that will be fun to explore. And before them, as the sun just starts to break some light over the sky on this cold, snowy Christmas morning. Everyone's still kind of asleep. They're, uh, you know, they're in their houses, not really paying attention to uh, what appears to be a gigantic white dragon that Scrooge has turned into in the streets of this city. He's got these three mystical items that you have all gathered for him, unbeknownst to you, so that he could destroy Christmas past, present, and future. And that is where we're at. Everyone rolled incredibly well in initiative. You see this giant dragon, this giant white dragon in front of you. And the very first person to go is Kensington Chalet, naturally. So how is he like flying? He's not flying. He is just kind of on the ground, you're all in the street. Um, there's houses all around, uh, but it's a pretty open street, snow on the ground, kind of icy. He's just kind of sitting there like on all fours, ready to attack you all or potentially something else. You also do have, again, these little items if you want to check them out, but he's just kind of sitting there in the middle of the street facing you all. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run about... Can I get like 20 feet away from everybody else? Not like running laterally, not towards Scrooge. 
Yeah, you can kind of like take a diagonal kind of path. It's the street is like just barely big enough for like a dragon. So getting around Scrooge will be an issue, but you can walk kind of diagonally away from people. You're still moving towards Scrooge a little bit, but you're not like directly. I'm not trying to run up and engage him specifically. Absolutely. And I'm going to hold up this this coin that I have, this lucky coin. And I'm going to say, hello, uh, Scrooge, money. We've got money for you. Hello. And I'm going to wave it at him, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a dodge action. Amazing. Scrooge turns to you and just kind of, like, snarls a bit in his dragon form. Just like, <sighs> yeah, and I'm just going to keep, like, waving yeah. at him and just like, hello. Hello there, my dear man. <laughs> you like money, right? There is something more important to me right now than money. Yeah, I take a dodge action. That's my turn. The next person up is Scrooge himself. Scrooge will see you, Kensington, trying to get his attention. And he's going to he's going to just stand imposingly and roar into the sky and the ground shakes beneath all of you. I need every single person here to make a DC 12 wisdom saving throw. You said DC 12? Yes. I got a 13. Nice. You all you just need to hit 12. So if you have 12, you're yes. good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Barely. Yeah. Excellent. You all are unshaken by that you've been through a lot this night. This dragon is almost like nothing to you. You're just kind of like, look, we've been through a lot. You're not as scary as you think you are. And will instead Scrooge just kind of like kind of like upset that he didn't scare you more and kind of angrily attacks uh, Kensington who stepped up closer. He will actually walk a little bit up to Kensington so that you are pretty much face to face with this dragon now. Okay. It's going to try to gonna try to bite you. That sounds fun. Gonna okay. open its big giant dragon mouth and try to bite you. And I took a dodge so it does this at disadvantage? It does this at okay. disadvantage. Absolutely. And what a good thing you did. It only he only rolled a 10. That's not going to do it. Not going to do it. That's hey, can okay, I use a free though. action to roar back at him? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely you can. So I'm going to dump I'm going to jump out of the way of his dodge and I'm just going to do the big bear arms. Yeah. And he's like Rah! <laughs> That's not funny. I'm a big, scary dragon. You taunting him, he's going to take another couple of swings at you, this time with claws. Okay. Disadvantage still, which is going to be a 14. Nope. All right. One, he does one more claw attack. Come on, something. Oh, my gosh. Dodging was the absolute right thing to do. Uh, absolutely misses you all three times just like biting clawing you are you are on your 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 kensington chalet you've been in a tussle before you are like this dragon is nothing yeah this dragon is nothing to you in in frustration scrooge is just gonna sit there doing nothing else next up is marianne i'm just i'm just gonna start speaking profanities i'm gonna be like a bit dodgy manky git um, <laughs> and I'm gonna cast fireball. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, yeah. Do some. Do some, roll some dice. DC Tell fifteen. DC fifteen. I still roll a dice because even if he does succeed, do I also need to make that that save? How big is it? Is it a radius? It's a twenty thing? foot sphere. You are in front. Of, yeah, he yeah. is right directly in okay. front of you. You do cool. have to make that save. I'll give you advantage on it just because you're dodging already. Cool. 
It's a dex. 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 Nope. Fails it. Kensington gets a 19. Scrooge is a big dragon. He kind of takes up a lot of space. Seven plus four plus eight plus eight plus two. 29. 29 damage. Whoo. Let me check some stats here. Nope. Excellent. Yeah. You hurl this little fireball at Scrooge. I guess it's not little. It did a ton of damage. Oh, yeah. And then I'd like to turn and wink at Tilia and be like, yeah, get him. <laughs> is that a little bardic? Yeah, it's a little bardic. Kensington is dodging this this fire on the on the ground. He's just kind of like, you know, little dance action. Scrooge takes all of that damage. 29. And I take none of it thanks to my evasion skill. Absolutely none of it. Excellent. Uh, Scrooge is going to be uh, really dang upset about that. And uh, he's going to go again. And now he's going yep. to... Yep. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Should have seen that. Yes. I will say, Marion, you are not in the range of this, but Scrooge will, out of anger for seeing Kensington Chalet dodge the fire that he got hit with, mm-hmm. uh, will make a attack with his tail to swing at Kensington. He just wants you to take a little damage. You're still dodging. So that is 21 to hit with disadvantage. 21, it's weird, you know, like that that does hit. I'll be honest with you, it does hit. All right, that is, am I reading that right? That is 17 bludgeoning damage. Okay, that's fine. Okay. I'm a big scary monk. You're a big scary monk. Smashes you yep. with uh Scrooge smashes you with his with his tail, trying to do trying to prove that he is a big scary monster. Uh next up is uh Tilia. Alright. Well Antilia, you are, I would like to stress again to everyone, you have these weird items that you could investigate if you wanted to. Cause Scott put effort into them. But yeah, that's okay. I, I'm suddenly feeling like I should investigate the skeleton key. If, what a uh, what an, uh, great choice that you made all on your own. That'll be a nat 20? <laughs> yeah, Jesus. okay. I, I do so, have a minus two to wisdom. But. <laughs> this key is not, with a nat 20, this key is not a key to a physical place. This key is not a key to a home somewhere here in either North Dryfins or Bleakbury or whatever. This is a key that can open up, that can open up doorways to the spectral world where ghosts can, it's like a ghost highway, you know, where ghosts can travel and mingle and be there. There's no humans allowed in there, no mortal souls, but you can get in there with this key. All of, every time that you open, that you unlock a door just out of thin air, you just reach out, hold this key in front of you, unlock, a door appears, Inside of it is a room that has some kind of object that you think that you require in that moment. Does that make sense? It's basically like a key to a spectral world that has everything that you need. Yeah, okay, cool. So is it an action then to open the door? and? It will be an action to... Use it. All right. I am maybe going to hold off on this turn from using it. Okay. Just so I can maybe do a couple of things here. I'm going to try this and hopefully this is helpful for other people. So I'm going to do my regular two crossbow attacks. uh, And then as a bonus action, I'm going to cast Ensnaring Strike at a second level. 
So should we do the bonus action first or? If you want to. Whatever order you want to do it in is fine. It's concentration up to a minute. The next time you hit a creature with a weapon attack before the spell ends, a writhing mass of thorny vines appears at the point of impact, and the target must succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained by the magical vines until the spell ends. A large or larger creature has advantage on the saving throw. If the target succeeds on the save, the vines shrivel away. Okay. So then I will attack with a crossbow. That will be 18. That hits. 15. That does not hit. Okay. Then I guess you roll the, is it strength save, I guess is my understanding of how that is? You have to beat a nine? Sure. And it size-wise, this dragon is described as huge. So I believe it does get advantage on it. Yeah, I definitely got it. I got a 24. 24. <laughs> kind of a little bit higher than a nine. Just barely. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that was not very helpful. So that was a waste, but well, you still I do hit, get you g- to roll damage. Yeah, you still hit once. So that'll be five plus three, and then is it below max hit points yet? Yes. Okay, then I'll roll Got a little fireball action. Eight. That'll be plus six. All right. Just so you you try to cast this spell, doesn't quite work. It's all it's like vines, right? Trying to wrap around him or like restrain him, something like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so Scrooge it just shrugs it off, just pff, busts out of it. Uh, but you still get one really nice attack with your crossbow. And that'll be that. And the next person up is Sister Marguerite. Awesome. So I'm I'm done with this. Heck, heck this man. I would like to run up, unsheath my rape. Actually, first, let me investigate my cloak one more time. Hey, thanks. Give me like an investigation or arcana, whichever one you want to do. 11. You're wearing it, right? Mm-hmm. This cloak that the ghost of a Christmas present gave you is a cloak of charisma. It is lightweight and fashionable, has a decorative silver trim. While you are wearing it, your charisma modifier is increased by plus four points. In addition you may cast a modified charm person spell once a day. It will for sure help you in your, in your life to go, you know, with the, with the Bishop moderately helpful in this battle. We will see. How does it make your calves look? Yeah. How does it make your calves look? Um, just okay. Okay. My be- my guess is about nine people laughed at that that are listening right now. Incredible. I want to go stab this dragon. Please do. And a non-natural 20. Yeah, that hits. Uh, And an eight. Does not. So with that first attack, I also get sneak attack because Kensington is within five feet. And just because I want to be incredibly obnoxious, I will burn a second level spell slot for divine smite adding Mm. 3d8 i'm assuming (laughs) that this that that uh he is not undead or a fiend no okay i mean he's a money fiend yeah and as a bonus action i'm also going to cast branding smite and so branding smite will add another 2d6 sister marguerite is channeling all the divine energy sister marguerite says says to Scrooge, there is more to this world than than just money. I don't know what that is, <laughs> but there is more. 
Scrooge just growls. All right. 32 damage. Excellent. So you do this. What does branding smite, does that actually do what I think it does? Where like Scrooge is now branded with something? Essentially, yes. Uh, If it is invisible, uh, it would remain visible. And basically the target like is going to shed light in a five foot radius and cannot become invisible. So I'm I'm not like branding him with something that will continue to cause him pain. Gotcha. but, But like... But would you want to brand him with a symbol or anything fun for flavor? I mean, oh, how blasphemous would it be to brand him with a cross? <laughs> I thought you were going to say just the name, Sister Marguerite. <laughs> <laughs> but as a tramp stamp. Oh. <laughs> Give he did whip just, that tail around. He did whip the tail around. Uh, I am going to brand him with a cross, which is... Definitely super blasphemous. Don't call me out. <laughs> it's fun though. Scrooge is in a good amount of pain from that. Uh, reels back. <laughs> and uh, Will, you're, you walked up to him, right? I did. Will for sure take an attack on you. Yeah, that's fair. In fact, he is going to, uh, you and Kensington are right up to him. He is going to spread, uh, Scrooge spreads his g- gigantic wings that f- barely fit into the s- street and f- flap them towards you all, blowing in a large, violent gust of wind towards both of you. And you must succeed a uh, DC 16 dexterity saving throw. I feel like you can do it, but... Oh, snap. I don't get it. I uh, rolled a two, so I get a nine. Oh, no. Kensington, how you doing? That's a 13 plus three plus five. Yeah, you got it. Kensington is still up. Uh, Sister Marguerite, you take... Let's actually roll. I don't, sometimes I just do average damage, but it's fun with a big boss. Uh, Plus you took less than average damage. So that's good. You have 12. You take 12 uh, bludgeoning damage and you're knocked prone. Yeah, that checks out. You guys notice with that last attack, the wings beating in uh, this wind. There, it kicks up a bit of, Fog. Uh, the snow raises up into the air. These little freezing ice particles. Very specifically, it centers around a 20-foot radius in front of Kensington and Sister Marguerite. You're right in front of the dragon. He kicks up the snow. This fog spreads around the street. It kind of conceals you two. You're very obscured from the rest of the party at this point. And you each must make yet another saving throw a it's very fairly simple one just a dc 10 constitution saving throw for me please mm, i didn't and get it though I you did still not get, get it you still get the plus five i believe right oh. yes then i definitely got it awesome <laughs> it got a 13 yep 16 cold damage it is cold damage you take five cold damage I'm still fine. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. It's all good. Your this fog is not going away. You're still heavily uh, obscured from the rest of the party, and uh, this dragon is as well from Tilia and uh, Marianne. That will be that, and we're back at the top of the order. 
Now, so he's just beating his wings. He's not flying, right? He's not flying. He just beat his okay. wings. Yeah, to knock you over and to kick up this fog. Okay, he did not knock me over. No, so but he, he still tried standing. to. Yeah, he tried to knock you over. Can I try to climb on his back? Ethan, I would love if you tried to climb on its back. Oh, for, first of all, first of all, first of all, I'm going to uh, take this time to do some self-reflection and investigate my coin. I was just hey. going to try to use it somehow without finding out first because I thought that'd be fun. But then Scott made me feel bad. So I'm going to investigate it real quick. No, you're fine. I just don't know. I mean, that would be a quite a, quite a gamble on your part. Which sure. Would be quite, which would be quite fun. Quite a do gamble. Want- yeah, that was sort of the. Yeah. Do you want to do that? Yeah, I do, actually. Okay. I won't tell you what it does until you've done the thing. Cool. So I'm going to try to climb on his back. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm going to make you do like a, what a, what kind of check would that be? Are you trying, hmm, you're like a very dexterous kind of character. Yeah. Are you trying to like really cool, like flip your way up or are you just going to grab onto some scales and climb on up? I think I'm trying to really cool, like flip my way up. I, think I, so I For too. sure. With the bullet time, with the, with the. With That's the good. slow motion, with the karate. Yes. Monks like, love to jump on and ride dragons. You're like, you know, right? It's like there's one way to play this character straight up. You, the, Scrooge beats his wings and you're like, awesome, a wind I can ride on. Uh, <laughs> and you uh, go ahead and give me an athletic or an acrobatics uh, okay. check, please. Let's go. Let's get this. That is a, that is an 18. Oh yeah, you <laughs> you ride this current of air up onto you do some cool flips uh, and you land squarely, firmly onto Scrooge's dragon back. Cool. Is that my movement or what is that an action? Like we can call this whatever. I'm gonna think- say I'm gonna say that's your movement. If you want to do an attack, you absolutely can. So what I was gonna do on this turn? So I'm I'm, cl- I'm on Scrooge's back now, right? Yeah. Yep. Like, like full on, like Aragon. Cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, what I was originally going to do is I'm going to say to Scrooge, all right, good man. If you're not interested in the money, then we shall let it decide your fate. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do the two-faced thing and flip the coin up in the air. Excellent. Uh, do you have a coin on you? Uh, this is very two-facey. Um, this coin is very polished on one side and very, it's a copper coin, very polished on one side, very oxidized on the other side. Fair. Well, I've got a 10 rupee coin. Cool. That I'm gonna use. Decide which side is the polished one and which side is the not polished one. Okay. I've got one that's got a picture of a line on it. So I'm going to, uh, that's the polished side here on this coin. Cool. Um, what do you want to do with this? coin or is there any other action that you want to take so i was flipping it to decide whether or not i hit him this is absolutely perfectly what this coin is for so you've done an an incredible job you know working that out what did you land on i landed on the lion side that's the good side polish side up kensington not only you you flick this coin in the air and it lands polished side up not only do you hit Scrooge, that is a critical hit, my friend. Okay, cool. So you good. You can is use it. Is it a 50 crit coin? Is that what it is? It is. It is a. The, uh, what is it called? The freaking do or die coin or whatever? It is. What did I call it? I think I called it the all or nothing coin. The all or nothing coin. That's it. This is one of those like mythical homebrew items that, that everybody it loves. It sure is. And I thought it felt very, very good. Absolutely. For you and your character. I will paste it into here. Uh, you can use it once per turn uh, and you can use it five times total. 
Yeah. And you can only use it for stuff that you are doing. It does not affect if someone else is an attack, you can't right. like use a reaction to do it. This is only anything you're doing. Attack saves, saving throws, ability checks, anything that you want to do. That's so you can, cool. You can, if you want to flip the coin, it's on the polished side. You got a crit. It's on the not polished side. You got a crit one. Yeah. So <laughs> love crit it happens. Cool. Yep, okay. Yep. So I'm going to, you flip the coin up in the air, catch it, it lands the way I want it to. And I'm going to just jab him with the, with the, uh, end of my walking stick. Absolutely. What a fantastic first use of this item. So that does, uh, that maxes actually, that does 19 damage total. Thank you. 10 rupee coin. So you jump onto Scrooge's back as he's trying to blow you over. Uh, you flip your newfound coin and you stab directly into his uh, spine effectively, getting a critical blow. Scrooge is in a lot of pain, uh, does not like it. <laughs> and just kind of lets out a, I can't believe money betrayed me. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. You are firmly planted. I will say that you are, you've stabbed that in so deeply that as he's reeling in pain, uh, you can just hold on, uh, to, to your, your weapon. It's, it's just a blunt weapon, right? Yeah. It's just a walking stick. Okay. Did you stab him or did you just bon bonk him? I just like bonked him real, not like I was like stabbing with the end of it. Yeah. I'll say it was so critical that you did stab with the blunt objects, which makes it really <laughs> painful. Uh, yeah. you are, you're latched in there. Even as he's reeling cool. in pain, you can hold on tight and not go anywhere. I do get one more attack as well, but I'm just going to roll a normal. Yeah. You can only use the coin once per turn. So, uh, that is a, an 18, 12 yeah, plus six. That hits. Cool. Give me another one. Uh, that is an eight total damage. That's just a regular bonk. Camille's favorite word. You bonk him again. I bonk him <laughs> you, real good. You guys are bonkers. I'm going to bonk the dragon. <laughs> Incredible. Dude, this is so poggers. Incredible turn. You just destroy Scrooge's back. He's like, I'm an old man. Please stop. And he's going to he's gonna get really upset with you. He's going to... Sister Mary or Sister Marguerite is in front on the ground prone. Scrooge is going to turn to her. I'm in cold fog. Can he not see me as well? Will he have You're all in cold fog. And I think when you're in it, it's fine. He can't see everyone else though. He can, he does have an approximation of where they would be just cause you know, he knew where everyone was. He's going to try really hard. I'm just we're gonna roll a luck thing. <laughs> He's gonna try and fail really hard to aim something at all of you, uh, but we'll only get Sister Marguerite. He he tilts his head back and shoots a cone of of ice breath directly towards Sister Marguerite, who's prone on the ground. He tries his best to angle it so that it hits Tilia and Marianne, but uh, rolled a nat one on that luck check. Misses you. It comes out of the fog, but totally misses you all. I presume since I'm prone, I make a whatever dex check with disadvantage. It is a constitution saving throw, and you will make it with disadvantage, please. Okay. Rolled a 16. Rolled a 19. So my lower roll was a 16 plus 7, 23. <laughs> You didn't even need to add anything. The 16 did it, but you will take, oh gosh, I don't even have, 
I have to roll so many dice. I need more dice, guys. Whoo, that's a good one. 52 divided by 2 is 26. You take 26 cold damage. I'm not doing great, friends. I'm, I'm bloodied. He, as he does that, he also reaches out and grabs from, uh, from kind of, he's been holding on to the artifacts that you guys had given him. He takes the ever-burning ember in his hand and says, First, I will destroy all of the memories of Christmas past. And as he clutches onto that ember, a light shines out of it. The ground trembles. All of the memories that you guys have of your favorite Christmases or even your least favorite Christmases start to become a little more fuzzy. Tilia, you had some rough Christmases with your parents, but you also had some good memories, especially with Catherine fighting ghosts and having fun ghost adventures on Christmases. You're starting to remember that those a lot less. Kensington, all the fun parties that you used to go to on Christmas with fun people, you can't really remember those as well. Yeah, Marianne, all of the nice memories that you had with your sister and your family and even just last Christmas hanging out with Arabella starts to become a little hazy. Uh, and even uh, Sister Marguerite's, all of the Christmases that you spent in in church and, and just trying to become a, a better person or at least making people pretend like you're a better person, any sort of good or bad memory that you've had has just started to become very... It's it, They're disappearing. You don't really remember them as much. And that will change it to Marianne's turn. Is this tail still anywhere close to us? Did he ever take his tail back? Sorry, I could not hear that. Did he ever take his tail back from us? Is it close? It, you can't see through the icy fog, him or Kensington or Sister Marguerite. Interesting. What do you want to do? I will move forward 30 feet. I will say that you've probably entered the fog. Um, so you can make out the things that are in there. The, you know, you can see Sister Marguerite on the ground. You can see the dragon. You can even vaguely make out that Kensington is on Scrooge's back. I'm gonna... You also have a ruby necklace. Yeah, I'm gonna hold on to this uh, ruby necklace and, like, take a gleaning at it. Sure. Roll some, maybe, investigation. Yeah, go ahead and investigate this little necklace. I got a 10. That's all you need, really. So this is a ruby necklace. This is a ruby necklace that will allow you, uh, will allow the wearer, I should say, uh, to cast haste on themselves, which is a uh, spell that gives you a plus two bonus to your AC. Uh, you have advantage on dexterity saving throws, and you gain, this is a fun one, you gain an additional action on each of your turns to do whatever you want. So I'll... Put that on. I'll yeah. put that bad boy on. <laughs> you can, here's what I, 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 sorry, not to do whatever you want. You can only use the action uh, to attack with one weapon only, to dash, disengage, hide, all, all the regular action things. And I will say also, if you take it off or it comes off of you, you can't move or take any more actions until the start of your next turn. 
Perfect. So I see a little bit of the dragon. Yes, you can see the dragon. You can see uh, Sister Marguerite on the ground. Uh, I would like to cast Hideous Laughter on this dragon. Excellent. Please make a wisdom 15. Doesn't do it. Got an 11. Great. So uh, Scrooge now perceives everything as hilariously funny, falls into fits of laughter, uh, is incapacitated and unable to stand up for the duration. At the end of each of its turns, each time it takes damage, uh, and each time it takes damage, Target can make another wisdom saving throw. Okay. All right. Scrooge is going to take that. What are you going to say to make him laugh? Uh, this was supposed to be a Christmas carol, but it's turning into a Christmas peril. <laughs> you said the name of the thing. I said the name of the thing. Roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> Scrooge uh, starts to be like, I don't really get what... Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, wait, wait a minute. No, it's not funny. <laughs> and you, he... Sheds that kind of spell off using a bit of some legendary, legendary resistance. Great, 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 great. But it's good. You want him to run through those. Perfect. That was the worst joke I've ever heard. And then uh, do I do I also see a sister? I'm going to go ahead and shoot her a wink. Be like, hey, um, in that case, going to go run up and stab the dragon. That's a 14. Doesn't hit. Okay. <laughs> Well, you tried. Whoopsie. You did. Here's what I will say. Getting him to use one of his legendary resistances, very good, good. move. You are right up to the dragon. The dragon is in the fog, uh, which means you have ended your turn in the fog. So you will take some damage for that. 12 cold damage, please. Ouchie. As this fog... Uh, this icy fog fills your your lungs with little sharp crystallized, you know, air particles. It doesn't feel great to breathe it in. It doesn't feel great to move through it. Fantastic. Scrooge is going to take another little turn here because he can. And uh, he's going to target you, specifically Marianne, with his little tail attack. Gonna swing at you for a 23 to hit. Oh, no. That misses. (laughs) Uh, He swings his tail and says, get better material. (laughs) And uh, we'll damage you for, let's see what the tail one does. 18 bludgeoning damage. (laughs) How's everyone looking? I have 18 HP left. I haven't been hit yet. Uh, 40 out of 62. Okay. I have a third of my health. Cool. So mixed bag here and there. The next person up will be... Tilia, hold on. Before you do anything, I will say the key that you're holding starts to glow a little bit. Yeah, I was thinking about using it this turn. Okay, cool. <laughs> Did I forget? Was it a bonus action to use it? It's going to be a free object interaction. Okay. To use it. All right. So I'm going to use it. Excellent. You reach out this skeleton key into the air. Seemingly, there's nothing in front of you, but as you start to turn it, a door appears and starts to open. Inside of this spectral realm that kind of has everything that you need in the moment, it kind of automatically knows what object that you need, you find a fun little, very special, very magical little crossbow. (gasps) That's a little bit better than the ones that you have. This is a modified oath bow. 
we're gonna say it's a crossbow. Basically, you can load a crossbow bolt, your little hairpin into it and whisper, it says in Elvish, we're not gonna say that, I just copy pasted this. You can whisper to it any phrase that you want that basically just means, I'm going to kill this one creature and you can use it to basically just say, to make one creature your sworn enemy and until it dies, you can only have one sworn enemy at a time. There's only one person you're facing anyway. But when you make an attack roll with it uh, against your sworn enemy, you have advantage on the roll. The target gets no benefits from cover whatsoever. You don't suffer any disadvantage for long range attacks. And if the attack hits, it, the sworn enemy takes an additional little bit of damage there. So basically what this is, is you can whisper a little crossbow bolt that says, I'm going to kill Scrooge or whatever you want to say. And you get a lot of bonuses against Scrooge. If you were facing anyone else, you'd not get those bonuses on anyone else. But this is a fun little battle with one enemy. So have fun. Yeah. Okay. So if I understand this correctly, I hit Scrooge with this crossbow. Yes. I get all these pluses. But then if I also cast Hunter's Mark... Do I also yeah. get those benefits? Oh, stack them up. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and do that. All right. All right. What what's the what's the phrase that you want to whisper to your little magical hairpin bolts that basically mark Scrooge as your sworn enemy? He did make us kill ghosts. Well, I mean, I was already a ghost hunter, so I'm not necessarily against mm. hunting ghosts. I am against presumptuous men trying to marry me, which Scrooge isn't necessarily, but he is a man. So. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> you could say something like, get splintered, Scrooge. <laughs> Excellent. You whisper that and the the hairpins and the crossbow, the oath bow, uh, start to glow with way more spectral energy than they usually do, and you have marked Scrooge as your sworn enemy until he is dead. All right, so am I allowed to fire twice with that crossbow specifically then? So I'll be doing all that damage all the time? I, you had two hand crossbows. Yeah, and I don't have to reload them because I have the... Well, I do want you to use this, but it would feel really even more powerful if I made you use it, if I let you use it twice. Okay, all right, that's fine. I will say... I think you get enough bonuses on this that it should make up, hopefully, for... Yeah, there's a lot going three, on here. You get an extra 3d6 piercing damage yeah. <laughs> for hitting it. So you're good with one attack, I think. You also do not have to worry about reloading it. Yeah, all right. So I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark, which I have to hit him for it to take effect. And that's a bonus action. So I'm going to set that one up, and then I'm going to roll two attacks. Excellent. And I will remind you that he is obscured because of the fog but because of this specific bow you do he does not get any like advantages from cover and you don't get any disadvantages for anything like that so even though you can't really see him it's kind of like a homing targeted thing where it's like the hairpins are like i know who your sworn enemy is and <laughs> yeah. i will seek them out uh okay and it says when you make a ranged attack you have advantage on the roll so first roll will be a nat 20 amazing <laughs> so excellent and then the second will be an 18 plus 8 are you making two attacks yeah i get two attacks per action oh amazing okay cool yeah, yeah go for it so for the first one with the special crossbow i get to roll 
3d6. Okay, this is 1d8. So 1d8 plus 3. All right, and then the 3d6. Yes, extra, yeah. All right, so that's... See, look, you're doing all sorts of damage left and right. <laughs> yeah, so it's 2 plus 3, and then 2, 3, and 4. Because of Hunter's Mark, I get another 1d6, 5. I get the 1d8 extra since he's below his max HP. Yep. Did you also add the 1d8, just like the 8 for the vicious crit? I didn't add that yet. All right, we'll do that. Uh, then the extra 1d8 is another 1. Okay. Uh, and then my second hit is 2 plus 3 plus 5. Unless I screwed up somewhere, and there's a chance that I may have screwed up a little bit, I think you did 46 points of damage. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> there's a chance I may have added in something twice, but this is fun, and we're going to let you do that. You get this brand new shiny crossbow out. You put your trusty two aside. You pick it up. You whisper your sworn oath against Scrooge and just, you can't even see him, but you fire and you hit directly into one of his eyeballs through the fog that you can't even see through. Scrooge hates it. As you can <laughs> imagine, you make Scrooge uh, a little bloodied just from that one attack. Well done. He screams in pain. Uh, I'm going to make actually Kensington do a, a dexterity saving throw. Yeah. As Scrooge is reeling back. Oh, uh, it's a 19 plus three. Yeah, you got it. You're still on his back. Cool. Excellent. And he's, yeah. 46 uh, damage after everything we've already done to him made him slightly bloodied. I don't know how much help I'm going to be in this battle, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you have the opportunity to do crits like every single time if you, if you flip it's true. that coin. It's true. If I flip that coin good. <laughs> 50% of the time. Better than 5% of the time. Let's see here. Uh, he, uh, Scrooge is going to really, really hate that and is going to... I'd like to add a Tilia quip. Yeah, please do. So after she's done shooting Scrooge, she's going to say, Now I knew you were greedy, but the the greed that you have to even steal our best memories is just unacceptable. And Scrooge just says, I'm not finished yet. And he flaps his wings and rises into the air with Kensington on his back, Marianne, you can have an opportunity attack if you would like to as he leaves the ground. Is that just like a regular weapon attack? Yeah, just give me a little weapon attack. Yeah, a little weapon a little attack. Weapon attack. Um, that's a 15. 15. That does not hit. He flies out of your range too quickly and hovers a little bit over to Tilia and attacks with sweeping down uh, his tail in anger and rolls a 24 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Excellent. He's gotten within 15 feet of you. I don't know if that means anything, but he's hovering kind of 15 feet above you. Um, not going to do too much damage. Well, actually, I rolled the wrong dice, so maybe he will do some damage. 16 bludgeoning damage. Yes, he hovers above you and does that. Sister Marguerite, it is your turn. You are still 
prone in this icy fog. So can I either make another check on my cloak or just uh, ask you a metagame question? So charm person works on humanoids. Is Scrooge in his current form considered humanoid? It's gonna work on Scrooge. It's gonna work. I I would not give you something that you couldn't try to use in the final battle. Right, but I thought maybe there might have, like, if there had been another step to, like, get him to undragonify for something. If you want to try that. Uh, I don't, I think he's kind of in the middle of a big ol' spellcasting spree right now, a big ol' ritual. But yeah, you can absolutely use it in his dragon form. Okay. So Sister Marguerite is going to, to shout it at Scrooge. Mrs. Scrooge, you made us go out and learn these lessons. And now you want to destroy Christmas. I've always because wanted to destroy Christmas. A humbug. Destroying Christmas will not bring back your love. It, and destroying Christmas will not bring back your happiness. It will not make you happy, Scrooge. Uh, and I'm going to try to cast Charm Person, hopefully with the, the phrasing of d- destroying Christmas won't bring back your love, because I feel like that's okay. maybe the only thread that we haven't touched yet was okay. the loss of Bell. Yeah. Scrooge. Go ahead and do the, do, do the Charm Person. Do I have to save on that? Yes. It's a wisdom saving throw. Um, and normally would have advantage, but this cloak means that he has neither advantage nor disadvantage. Right, cancels out. What do I have to beat? My spellcasting modifier, I guess. So I believe that is now a 16. You can see as you say that he does think back to his past and how he was happy with his love bell and with his sister fred's mom uh who he adored and who's no longer alive and he's having as kind of emotional flashbacks he his eyes start to water up a little bit but then he quickly you know blinks and dismisses it and says i don't need to be happy i just need people to be miserable like me and burns yet another legendary resistance. Overall, good move. Um, the only other thing I'm going to do is, I guess, stand up. And that'll be half my movement. And then I don't know that I want to end my turn in this fog. How big is it? Is there a... Well, but see if I... Then I won't be able to see the dragon. It's a 20-foot radius. Oh, so I can't get out anyway because I used half my movement getting up. Yeah, you're kind of right in the dead center of it. Um, I'm still going to move. This might be a bad decision. I'm going to move closer to... Can I split the difference between Tilia and Marianne and be within 10 feet of each of them? Or am I only able to be within 10 feet of one other person? I will say they they are probably closer to 30 feet apart. Okay, then I'm just going to stay within 10 feet of Marianne. So you do end it in the cold and that will deal you uh, 14 cold damage. I have four hit points. That's not great. It's not an ideal amount of hit points. The icy fog actually dissipates. Terrible timing, but that was always going to happen. You're out of there and... Where, let me ask everyone a quick question. We're in the middle, this battle's taking place in the middle of the, of the street. 
and be candid with me here. Where is everyone think that they are positioned? Are they closer in like the middle smack dab of the street? Are they kind of hugging like a sidewalk? Are they, you know, trying to get close to find cover near buildings? What would everyone I kind of be doing? I saw myself towards the left side of the street. Okay. Left side of the street. I'm, as far as I know, still on the back You're of the dragon. You're on a dragon. Yeah. Yep, that's correct. Kensington, initially you ran up in the dead center or on the side? I was imagining to the right. Yeah, he was kind of going diagonally. Diagonally to the right. Tilly is in the okay. middle. For some reason, I pictured yeah, myself on the right side of the line when we lined up in front of Scrooge. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I cool. also pictured that, so... You're good. Uh, then I, I guess I'm probably smack dab in the center of the street, probably 20 feet in front of Tilia and 10 feet within 10 feet of Marianne. Marianne, as the ice fog dissipates, disperses, you feel like you're in the clear for just a little bit, but the flapping wings of Scrooge's gigantic dragon wings, the flapping air uh, starts to knock some sharp uh, icicles off of the roofs, rooftops of the buildings that you are closest to. Uh, as the only person who is not really in the center of the street, you're closer to awnings and roofs and things like that. I, uh, I'm, I'm just going to see if any of these icicles hit you. How's that sound? Great. Um, my AC is 15. A gigantic icicle comes falling from this roof near you. You can see it coming straight for you. It is inches away and just barely misses you. Shatters right down in front of your feet. You are perfectly safe from there. All right. And we are back at the top with uh, Kensington. Okay. Kensington Chalet on the back of the dragon. Can I do anything cool? That's the real question. I'm going to try to smash its left wing, his Scrooge's left wing, the the he him dragon. Oh my gosh. Do you Scrooge. Have, sorry. Do you have a knife of any kind? I have darts, but I don't think I have a knife. Because you should definitely like sail down a wing with like it, like rip the oh wing. Oh my gosh. Oh, that sounds brutal. Yeah, I do not. And in my inventory, we did not give me a, a sharp weapon, unfortunately. Also, that made my spine hurt when you yeah, said that. Honestly, I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. I was like, um, So I'm just going to try to smash the wing joint. Yeah, go for it. All right. That is a 13 plus six. Yeah, that hits. 19. That is a two plus six. Eight, which I don't for think For a second hits. attack, that does not hit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna whack him once. Real good. That's an eight plus three, eleven damage. Okay. To this wing joint. Just trying to influence his his flight path or something. Okay. Trying to okay. get him out of the sky in any way possible. I will say you do uh with that, you smack his wing joint, and he does feel that, but you sense that if you really wanted to influence its flight pattern, you might have to do just a smidge more damage than that. It, he does start okay. to he I does can, start to lean into the sky. In I fact, can do a smidge more damage than that. I can I can I can punch him twice. Yeah, that is a thirteen plus six. Okie dokie. 
You can also use your coin if you would like to. I can, but I'm scared of of I I'm on the back of a flying dragon. That's true. And I'm a little bit scared of a crit fail. I'm not going to lie to you. That's true. I just want to make sure everyone remembers. Yeah, for sure. Things. I thought about it, but I did that was a 13 plus 6 and a 19 plus 6. Um yeah, both of those hit. Cool. That is uh 7 and 5. That will so I'm gonna, be yeah, enough. just I I felt like I didn't get it with the stick. Didn't quite get him with the walking stick. Didn't bonk him hard enough. So I'm just yeah. going to slam him with my fists. That will be enough damage for sure to influence the flight. You know, Which way are you not? Are you knocking like the wing downwards that he kind of leans to the yeah, I think left down a little bit? Back is what I was envisioning. Kind of like trying to okay. curl his wing in a little bit. Gotcha. So you're trying to push him over to like the buildings on the left side Your left side i think yeah. that's how flight works i think so too nobody check our math or geometry on that um yeah that is enough to get him to tilt into into some buildings um i was gonna say on his turn he'll take damage for that but actually it is his turn after you so he so tumbles six of one half dozen the other yeah, he tumbles into some buildings. I'm going to improvise some damage for that. Uh, that did alone, in addition to all the attacks that you did do, uh, did 24 damage of him scraping cool. along these buildings. Thanks, London Ooh. streets. Yeah, Bleakbury <laughs> streets. No, no, nah, sorry. North Drymouth or whatever it is. Yeah, North North Dryfend. Yes, they've got very sharp. Very sharp roofs here. With the very sharp. Z. They're known for their sharp roofs at North Dryfend. Uh, scraping along bits of wing like and scales like coming <sighs> off on the buildings. It's disgusting. And Body you did horror. this. <laughs> yeah. In response, Scrooge is going to try to do a bunch of attacks at Tilia. Tilly, how are you looking HP wise? 23 of 39. This could be bad. Um <laughs> You know, I am, you know, surprised to report that I don't like the sound of that. All right, first attack is a bite. I don't think, well, that might hit 15. Yeah, it hits. All right. Second one is a little claw attack. Cutting words. Cutting words to the second one or the first one? Second one, because I can't know the outcome yet. Uh, so it takes off three. It takes off three. That's going to be 14. That hits. I have an AC of 13. You really are a soft bean. One more. That's going to be a 23. So that, um, all three of those hit. Oh, no. It's been sort of okay knowing you all. I'm going to be honest. It's a lot of damage. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead, y'all. Do we got some healing? Anybody? I Yeah. I mean, I'm up next. So, yeah, we'll I'll figure it out. I rolled kind of like a lot high and a lot low. Even though I rolled so much dice, it did 21 points of damage. What all happened? Um, Scrooge, as he's crumbling into these buildings, goes up to you, tries to bite you, does bite you. It gets in close. Where's he get me? Scrooge is going to bite, is going to try to bite your... Just kind of like your shoulder. That seems like a nice meaty part to bite into from above. Bites you real good while he's got you. There does two claw attacks. Swipes across you real, real good. Your clothing is like torn. You're like bloodied. I'm yeah. laying eviscerated in the street. I'm not dead, but I'm not doing great. <laughs> you're not doing good. It's a, kind of a miracle that you're alive, though. So that's some a Christmas miracle. 
after it, after Scrooge does that, he takes in his kind of back claw that he's been holding on to, he takes the tattered cloth of the ghost of Christmas future and says, and now time to erase all the Christmases that have yet to come. There will be no more happiness, no more holidays and no more joy. And takes it and just like rips the cloth and out from it a burst of magical energy as any future potential Christmases that you guys could possibly imagine wipe away from your brain. Tilia, any Christmases that you have where you're independent from your family, the idea, that whole concept is just lost on you. Um, you don't even know what that means. Kensington, you're probably not even going to get another Christmas because you're in debt real bad. So you can't even imagine a future Christmas where you're alive. Marianne, any Christmas that you could have being happy with your family as you move out there or even potentially with uh, Arabella? Nope. That doesn't seem like a possibility anymore. And same with uh, Sister Marguerite. Any fun Christmases that you could have uh, in the future as a uh, a big friend of the bishop and and any sort of canonized person, all of that is just wipes away. It is not fathomable that you could even, that any of you could even have a future Christmas. That will be Marianne's turn. Kensington, are you still on the back of this? As far as I know, yeah. I do want to make you do a dexterity because he did go crashing into some buildings. Sure, yeah, that's fine. Uh, That is a 12 plus three. Yeah, that'll do it. You're still on the back of this thing. What is our position relative to uh, vis-a-vis buildings and such? You, Scrooge is kind of, Scrooge crashed into, into some buildings and then kind of used his, any movement that he could, which was pretty much halved because you had um, beat up one of his wings, uh, to move over to, back to the center of the street where Tilia was, where he did some attacks on Tilia. So you're no longer near buildings right now. If my speed is doubled and I have 60 feet of movement, can I climb onto the other side of the dragon? Climb onto it how? Run up the back, because I'm assuming it moved forward towards Tilia, who is past me. Yes, it's still flying, but it did go in to attack Tilia, so it's only really hovering five feet off the ground. I still will make you do some sort of check for that to get up on it, but if that's what you want to do, absolutely. Yep. Cool. Where, where are you climbing on to, is my question. The tail, I'm assuming, is the lowest part. I meant once you got on. Like, are we just going to... you going to ride the dragon We're just going to be double-teaming like, these wings. Okay. Going to control Scrooge from the wings. Uh, uh, excellent. Yeah, I will say for, for like a high jump, you just have to at least move 10 feet. Uh, and then you can jump the number of feet up to your strength score. What's your strength score currently? 12. 12. Yeah, you, you're fine. I won't make you do a check for that. You just jump onto... 12-foot vertical Yeah, jump. pretty much. <laughs> vertical leap. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> you jump onto the back of this. Uh, this fun do I need dragon. to make any type of acrobatics or decks to get onto the wing specifically? Yes, I will, I will say... I will make you do an athletics check. 13? I will say I, you don't get to where you want to be. You slip a little bit. Hovering, his flying is kind of all over the place, very chaotic because, you know, he's already had a lot of damage dealt to him. You you get to just kind of above the base of the tail. Okay. I'd like to stab into him. Yeah, please do. 
I'm going to burn some inspiration. That's a 19. A 19. It was a one. Yeah, 19 hits for sure. 1d8. Uh, that is four damage. Four damage. Cool. Noted. I'd like to cast pyrotechnics. Okay. Tell me what that does. And put fireworks in front of him. Interesting. Target explodes uh, with a dazzling display of colors. Each creature within 10 feet of this target must must succeed on a t- constitution saving throw or become blinded until the end of your next turn. So do you have... So I'm going to aim to put it in front of Does it him. have to hit a target? Like, does it have to hit an object? Choose an area that fits within a five-foot cube. You can absolutely do that. I will remind you that he is attacking Tilia, so Tilia also has to make this save to not go blind. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Con 15. Con 15. 25. He saves, believe it or not, <laughs> with a 25. Weird. Uh, I rolled a 16 minus one. That, that's, so you yeah, got that's it, saves. right? Barely saves. So you just set off a dazzling fireworks display that effectively effectively does nothing, but it is gorgeous. You see, as you do that, you see some lights start to turn on around you. Like people, people have been ignoring the roars and growls of dragons crashing into buildings, but they're like, fireworks fireworks. on Christmas. Fun. That's fun. Christmas day. On Christmas day. Fireworks. Excellent. Is there anything else you would like to do? I I think that's Okay. I think that's That's all good. That's going to be Tilia. Tilia's a little, uh, her sparkle has faded a little bit. She she's doing she's doing pretty rough right now. Just it's not going so well. As a last ditch effort, as you know, she doesn't have a lot of like special things she can do. She's sort of done the same thing this whole time. She's gonna use the key again and see if it, maybe there's a healing potion or something on the other side. You will have to. The way that this works is you have to put the thing that you last got back into it in order to get something new. So you can still use your dual crossbows that you've had if you think it's more useful to have a healing potion, which it might be. I was planning on healing you next turn, but I still yeah, might if you go, go down. down. <laughs> well, then we're all f***ed. I know, right? It is a really nice crossbow. But if I even stub my toe, I'll die. Priorities, right? Yeah, I'm going to go with it. Let's, uh, let's gamble. All right, you... Reach out uh, the key again. You unlock a door from out of nowhere that just uh, appears in front of you. And you throw the the oath bow back into the room. And out comes a potion of superior healing. Actually, out come two potions of superior healing. (laughs) (laughs) This thing knows what you need. That will heal you for eight d4 plus eight so that's a lot and you can give it and you can give it to another person as well so i'm gonna drink one of the potions i assume it's sort of all or nothing right (laughs) you take the whole potion you can't yeah you can't take sips of it okay so if somebody will record this for me we've got one one this is going well three three one two three four that's 18 plus 8. You heal for 26. All right. And then as a bonus action, I am going to cast Hunter's Mark again because I got damaged last time. So I lost my concentration on that. Uh, so it doesn't take effect until I hit the mark, but I am going to cast it. 
Uh, are you looking good? I am now 28 of 39. All right, that's pretty good. You, you've healed yourself back up. You reach into this, grab some potions. You've still got a spare if you want to throw it to somebody or someone can take it from you on their turn. I will say, before Sister Marguerite goes, in uh, someone, you know what? Everyone make me a perception check. 11. 16. 18. 11. Sister Marguerite, as the person who rolled the highest, you and only you hear a very faint sound of some rattling somewhere. And you can tell that it's getting closer if you hold out a little longer. All right. And now it is your turn. I'm going to use my movement to go to where Tilia is. Tilia, what are the chances that you're willing to share a potion? It's okay if you're not. I can make it work. Yeah, Tilia will hand over the the second potion because it is better to have you than to not have you. Cool. What? Wh- how much do I get to heal with 8 it? Eight D four plus eight. Eight D four plus eight. Of twenty four plus eight. Wow, I got four fours on that. Thirty two. You've healed four. Now I'm at thirty six. So you know, doing much better. Uh, you know what? I might go ahead and cast searing smite on my rapier but nothing will happen until I hit with it. What does that do and what does that look like for you? So it it causes my weapon to deal extra fire damage and ignite anything I touch. Uh, So I'm going to take it, put my hand sort of near the the hilt and gently push my hand up the blade without actually touching it and say, uh, fire goes before him and consumes his foes on every side. So now my... Blade is a lit with a little fiery glimmer such that uh, whenever I stab somebody with it, they're going to get fire damage and catch on fire. Scrooge is going to see you light your sword on fire and feel a little threatened and is going to swing at you if you're cool with that. No, you don't have to consent to that, Jordan. You don't have. You can tell me that you don't. Guys, this whole time you could have told me that you don't want to be hit and I would yeah, have consent respected is key. that. And I would have probably attempted to move so that Tilly and I weren't right next to each other after that if I had movement left for it, just so that he can't like go a, get a two for one with a claw or a bite or something. Yeah, I mean, I'll say you're, you, you did that and maybe you're like 10 feet away from, from Tilly now just to spread out, surround him a little bit. Keep, keep me on this. And, and uh, I don't think you guys really super needed it. But from now on, because there's two people on his back and two people on different parts of the ground, I, I kind of want to just give you guys some advantage on attacks because he's kind of flanked in a really weird way. So for future reference, you can do that. Yeah, he's going to swipe at you with his tail attack. Only a 12 to hit. Definitely doesn't hit. Definitely doesn't hit. You block that you've got your rapier. You just kind of fling, shove the tail aside it, you are unfazed, you are bright and fresh again. Scrooge gets a little frustrated with all of you getting on him and, and trying to fight him while he's trying to cast a little ritual spell. So he is going to summon in front of him between, he's going to fly backwards a little bit and he's going to cast a wall of ice between himself and Tilia and Sister Marguerite. It covers the whole length of the street. It is also 30 feet high and one foot thick. Nobody gets opportunity attacks because he will actually cast it like right between you and it, it just pushes you out of the way and while guarding him. So, sorry. 
It can be broken if you are interested in that. It is not impenetrable. It does have like hit points and an AC and things like that. I will also just give you this for free because I'm sure you could piece it together. Ice kind of melts with fire around and Sister Marguerite did uh, light her weapon on fire. So there you go. And I believe Marianne also has fireball. And Marianne has fireball and is on top. All sorts of fun stuff. So yes, now there is a gigantic wall of ice between you, between two of you, splitting up the party a little bit. And we are going back to the top of the order with Kensington. Uh, Can I climb up the neck of the dragon toward his head? Please do. It's 17 plus three, dirty 20. You're good. You're, cool. he's, he's still flying in the air, but you are firmly planted. Cool. Uh, I'm going to flip my magic coin of magic. Yes. What you trying to do? I'll tell you once I know the result. That is another lion head on this 10 rupee coin that I've got. Excellent. You've crit on whatever you wanted. So I'm going to jab the, uh, I'm going to try to jab the like, stick the 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 walking point end of my stick into his eye okay and you have successfully crit on that yeah so that's gonna be eight plus five 13 plus three 16 with that one and i'm gonna do it again just a regular attack this time okay go for it that i don't think is gonna hit that's gonna be a four plus three seven that does not hit okay cool so I punch this dude in the eye. You sure did. You I mean, I don't punch him. I stab him in the eye with, with the, the blunt point of my stick. You bonk Not him the, in like, the ball eye. end, the, like, the yeah. walking end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's painful. Uh, Scrooge gets the stabbed right in his eye as he's trying really hard to, like, concentrate on a ritual. Throws him off of his game. Scrooge actually comes with that crit. Scrooge not only takes that damage, but he is no longer flying. He comes crashing to the ground. He can no longer see out of that eye uh, and is just collapses on the ground. Still alive, but incredibly hurt, screaming out in pain. I will have both you, uh, Kensington and you, Marianne, make just an athletics check to kind of stay on from that, like crumbling to the ground. 15 flat. Okay. Me and my zero strength. <laughs> yeah, Marianne's on the ass and I'm on the head. And I got a nine on that ass. Okay, you got a nine on that ass. You are going to fall off of the dragon and take just like six damage. Just a healthy six Just a six healthy damage. six damage. Nothing too bad. So you said the dragon is laying on the ground now? Like... Yeah, I will even I'll even go ahead and say that Scrooge is fully like prone on the ground okay, after cool. that attack. So I was on the head of the dragon, right? Yeah, still. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop off the head of the dragon and kick him twice in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go for it. Make some attack rolls. Yep, I'm going to expend those key points here, or that key point. 17 plus 6, uh, 23, and 19 plus 6, 25. Yeah, they both hit. Cool, and I'm going to kick him twice. 6 plus 3, 9, and 3 plus 3, 6. So kicking him just right in the face. Like, I'm just going to hop. I fa- the head and me fell on the ground together as a unit, as a team. And then I broke the team up uh, and, and I'm kicking the dragon in his stupid face. Unbelievable. You stab him in the eye, falls down, hop off, kick him in the face. Scrooge is... Like, if it's possible to kind of show, like, to make a, an old miserly dragon feel like sympathetic like when you're just like oh it kind of feels like we're kicking him while he's down because we're like literally doing that yeah it it almost doesn't feel good to, to to hit him this much this hard he is barely clinging to life 
Ab- just by the smallest thread. Uh, can I take a free action? Yeah. I'm going to say, Scrooge, my dear man, if there was ever a time to uh, <laughs> to cash the chips in, as it were, uh, it would be now. I believe you have clearly lost this this battle, and I do not wish to kill you, but I will if I have to. Scrooge lifts his head up, only being able to see out of one eye, and says, If you kill me, then how will you pay for your debts? How will you all pay for what you have wanted from me, for what I commissioned you for? I am tired of your your fighting. I am going to end Christmas once and for all. And it is Scrooge's turn. He doesn't even attack anybody. He just wants to complete his ritual. There's one piece left. Scrooge reaches towards the empty scabbard from the Ghost of Christmas present. And he says, Yes, this will be the final piece. No more Christmas past. No more Christmas future. And no more Christmas present. And he reaches out for the scabbard, and it is empty. But as he reaches out of it, dark, twisted magic starts manifesting a blade that looks horrific and unnatural. He reaches out with this sword, this unnatural magic sword, ready to swing one final attack on the present, on present-day Christmas, desperate to wipe this holiday from reality. But at the last second, as he's about to do it, reaches his arm up to slash, and his arm is caught by ghostly chains that keep it locked in place. You hear, coming from all around you, the sounds of rattling chains as Jacob Marley comes into combat, binding Scrooge the dragon, and he just pops in with the loudest, most obnoxious chain sounds that are just almost deafening. And he just like, Hello, I'm here again. Uh, can I help? It seems like you need help. It took you a little while, didn't it? Yes, I, I was kind of... I, I wanted to make a cool entrance, and um, was it cool? I felt like it was cool. It was pretty cool. Thank you. For a ghost, I mean. Yeah. Oh, yes, you admit I'm a ghost now. That's fine. I've learned a thing or two this night. Ah, oh, character A lesson or two to put in my back pocket. I love it. Anyway, do you, I can hold him for just a little bit. If you would like to just unleash everything you have, does that sound good? Mm-hmm. Can Tilia use her key and shove him in the hole oh now that's interesting now that is interesting i had not considered that but it is fun i will say this jacob marley is holding scrooge back for a little bit longer if you would like to throw if you would like to open a door big enough for this dragon and shove scrooge into it and keep him keep him, him trapped in some sort of spectral jail or whatever. 
you can do that, but I will, I have to come up with some sort of check because it feels too powerful just to let you be able to do that. And this ice wall is still erected? The ice wall is still around you. Jacob Marley is kind of hovering above the ice wall with his chains like whipped out so that everyone can see that he's there. But yeah, the ice wall is still there. You'll have to get through the, here, this is, this is the challenge. You have to get through the ice wall or around the ice wall or whatever you want to do. And if you can do it in a really f- cool and fun way, then maybe I'll let you do the thing. Yes, Tyler. I'm next, right? I was going to say, I'm pretty sure Portrait of Lady on Fire is next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that'll do it. Cool. Jacob Marley has him and he's like, Scrooge, my dear partner, I just wanted to teach you a lesson. It really wasn't that. It was just like a lesson about nice things. And Scrooge is like, I don't want to learn a lesson. I want everyone to suffer like me. But he can't swing that sword and it is Marianne's turn. So... What's the dex of a non-moving ice wall? I I would, so I'm looking at this wall. I'm assuming I'm prone, but I don't think that really matters. I'd like to cast fireball on this 30 foot, one foot thick Yeah, ice I mean, wall. you can get up, use some movement, but this thing's still pretty, you got the range to shoot at it. Yeah. Well, what is its dex? What is its dex? Yeah, so fireball is a death saving or dex saving throw. Oh, it's a dex saving throw. Then I will say you can just hit it, but you have to get the amount of hit points. 12 plus 9, 12 plus 5. Yeah. You, so you've got just a little over what you needed. You burn a big old hole through this ice wall that people can walk on through. Um. Yeah, so the ice melts a little opening for anyone to fit through. It is... Tilia's turn. Tilia's gonna turn to sister and say, all right, I need your help. Come with me and run through the wall. (laughs) The hole in the wall. You have, I mean, you run through. Scrooge is on the ground restrained, so can't really attack you or do anything. What would you like to do? Sister Marguerite really can't move until it is. Since Scrooge is already on the ground, Tilia's gonna run up so that she's close and then... Um, with the key, she's going to reach out like she's opening the ground and open a door underneath Scrooge or a big gaping hole. This is a gigantic... First of all, I love this. This is a gigantic opening that you need to create with a weapon that you got uh, effectively minutes ago. I will make you do a check for this to understand, to kind of channel some spectral magical energy to get it to work. I will need you to make me an Arcana check. Come on, good roll. If there's any time to get a nat 20. I rolled a 13, so I'm going to add the Bardic to it. Okay. Plus four, so a 17. 17. Arcana plus one. 18. 18. Okay. Okay. Here's what I will say. I will say in this turn, you can get the door to appear you cannot do anything else but hold on to this key. You're pointing this key on the ground. You're opening up a door. It's going to take a full turn to open up this door. And you need to put all of your concentration into this. By the next turn, 
Scrooge, if you're still concentrating, Scrooge will fall on through. We will see what will happen. But if anyone wants to use actions to impose advantage or whatever on next things, that's also good. I will say that is your turn. A glow, a gigantic trap door in the streets in, in between North Dryfend and Bleakbury opens up, or not opens up, appears beneath Scrooge and is about to open. But first, it is... Sister Marguerite's turn. I'm first of all going to run through the hole in the, the floor. Or not the hole in the floor, the hole in the wall. Secondly, can I do either an arcana check or maybe a religion check, depending on what I think about Tilia's key to see if I can, see, first of all, to see if I can see the door that she wants to open, and second of all, to see if I am able to open the door for her. Oh, that's good. I will say all of you are able to see this door that is that has appeared beneath Scrooge. She's holding this key like in the ground, basically, to try to unlock this door. If you want to go over and help her by like teaming up to try and like also turn. It's basically like, imagine the thing that's stopping you is a big heavy lock that's hard to turn. So the more people that help, the easier it's gonna be and the faster it'll open. Does that make sense? You can absolutely do it. I will also make you make an Arcana check to see if you can open it on your turn. It will be an easier one to make because you're helping and there's two people doing it. But the more people who help, the easier it's going to be. Okay, so so I could potentially make an Arcana check right now. Uh, you have you would have to go over to the key, and the Arcana check is to see if you can activate it. Basically, perfect. I'd like to do that with one more thing in addition. I think I would like to deceive Scrooge into th not knowing, basically not knowing that it's there. Like, help him be not aware that there's a thing beneath him that I he could potentially you. fall yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. By, like, either stabbing at him and making it seem like I'm trying to hit him when really the thing that I'm trying to do is help Tilia open this door. Yes. Okay, cool. So, I guess an arcana check to see if I can open it and a deception check to yeah. Do mess the with deception Scrooge. check first so that he doesn't know that you're trying to open it. I rolled a 16 and I have a plus 11. 27. <laughs> yeah. Scrooge has been blinded in one eye and he's kind of distracted by being chained up by his old business partner. There's a lot going on right now. He does not even notice that there's a door under him. Excellent. And then an arcana check. Nat one. Nat one. So that doesn't do it, but... It, you are you by helping are making the check significantly easier for the next person. So you're even with even with my now one. Well, yeah, just by helping, you're you know you're helping. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We have a lot going on right now. There's a big plot about a big magical door under Scrooge that I'm very excited about. The next person, and, and he has no idea. No there. idea it's happening. Crossed. Kensington, we are back at the top of the order with you. Scrooge will go next, just FYI. And it's unclear how long Jacob Marley can hold him off. So I see Tilia and, and Sister Marguerite doing this thing. I think I'm going to try to, f I think I would figure out what they're doing or try to figure out what they're doing and try to help out as well. Yeah, it, obviously it's been unspoken because you don't want Scrooge to hear. So if you want to give me some sort of vibe check, some sort yeah. of insight check. Oh, that's a crit 20. <laughs> Yeah, you absolutely know what's happening here, and you are all for it. Cool. So I'm going to go 
put my name in the hat and try to try to help turn the key. Excellent. Go ahead and make me an Arcana check. That is going to be, what in God's name is my Arcana score? Uh, plus four, <laughs> shockingly, out of all things. That's a 17 total. 17 total. I mean, why vanquish your problems when you can just shove them in a closet? Shove them in a closet. Marianne knows that. I'm rolling a D20 of Psychic. <laughs> Here's what is going down. So, in the span of a couple seconds, Kensington has put Scrooge onto the ground by stabbing him, and he's on the ground now. Scrooge is about to attack with his sword to destroy Christmas present, stopped by Jacob Marley. There's a giant wall of ice. Mary Ann melts it down so that Tilia and Sister Marguerite and Kensington Chalet can all go put their hands together and unlock a gigantic magical trap door that will drop Scrooge into an unknown spiritual world where there's potentially no way for him to leave. And maybe lots of ghosts to and teach him lots of lessons. And maybe he taught lessons by ghosts for all eternity. Kensington with that 17 arcana. You start to feel the key. You all three of you start to feel the key starting to budge. It starts moving. And as it does, you, you hear with all of your might a very satisfying sound. The door drops open and Scrooge falls through just as Jacob Marley lets go of his chains, sends him through, and the uh, his old business partner says, well, uh, I mean, I, this isn't how I thought this night would go, but, um, yeah, I guess I'll see you later there, Scrooge. And Scrooge is just like, no, I don't want to be taught lessons. Here's the deal, gang. You got to lock this door now so Scrooge doesn't get out. And it is currently going to be, next in the order, Marianne's turn. Marianne, would you like to help everyone lock this door, please? Yep. Uh, Marianne is going to hop up off the ground and head over, join the group, and be like, righty tighty? <laughs> or, righty tighty? Righty <laughs> tighty? Yeah. Righty tighty, isn't it? <laughs> and you all put your hands together. This is how I like to end all the campaigns with everyone putting their hands together, doing something magical. With the faint sounds of all the Who's and Whoville singing. <laughs> exactly. Earth, wind, fire, <laughs> water, heart. Uh, you all. Somewhere you feel a sheep get turned into a <laughs> wizard. <laughs> you all put your hands together, lock this door. I won't even make you make a check for it because it'll, be, it'll just be really easy. You do it, the door fades off and the road becomes a normal road again with some wear and tear. There was a dragon here that crashed there, but you're all out of combat having defeated a gigantic white icy dragon named Ebenezer Scrooge who tried to destroy Christmas. There is still one problem. He did destroy the Christmas past and future. He just didn't quite get the present. So, you're all standing around at this battlefield, and as it sinks in that you didn't quite save all of Christmas, you kind of saved this, this one, 
Jacob Marley takes his, his, you know, he's covered in chains and they start to rattle a little bit as he lifts them up. And he says, you know, I, I, uh, I remember telling you all that, uh, my chains link the past and the present and the future. And he shoots them out forward. They kind of disappear into spectral energy. And he, as they reach end points in, in both directions, he grabs on tight and pulls the chains uh, towards him. They glow with a magical energy as Jacob Marley effectively links and restores the memories of Christmas past and ensures future memories of Christmases yet to come. All of you can remember these beautiful, wonderful moments that you've had in the past and can now once again imagine that any good Christmas is on its way. And a gentle snowfall starts to cover the streets. Jacob Marley says, Oh, you know, that wasn't um, what I was uh, planning on happening, but uh, I guess there really is no changing my uh, old business partner. But I hope, I know, that uh, you've all changed a little bit, haven't you? I believe in ghosts now. (laughs) That's a start. I do have one thing, Uh, Mr. Marley. um, Yes? This is a little bit uncouth, as it were. Uh, you wouldn't happen to know what Ebenezer's safe combinations would be. Ah, uh, I do not, unfortunately. Um, I still have the sword that lights on fire. Well, Kensington, nobody knows that he's gone, so we have a head start to figure out or Of course, yes. I mean, or... Kensington Chalet, of course. Anyway, I can get yes, in any yes. safe in the world. Yeah, uh, yes. But um, I was yeah. just wondering. I, I, I cannot help you with that, but I, I do wish to leave you with this. I know that you all have changed, and I, I don't think that you need any sort of a holiday as an excuse to be kind and charitable to others. Uh, this time of year is not inherently special. So just see others as fellow passengers in life. Uh, Except wealthy people who are the cause of everyone's misery and will never change. You should definitely fight them like you did. That was good. I'm glad you did that. Well done. And he disappears off as the sun fully starts to rise on Christmas morning. Uh, You see a uh, Fred. Scrooge's nephew starts to wander on by. And he's kind of looking around. There's a lot of destruction in the area. Unclear what is happening. And uh, he's like, yes, excuse, you all worked with my uncle, yes? It's, I, it's, it's the weirdest thing. I heard fireworks going off a couple minutes ago. So I came down to see what was happening. And it looked like, and I could have been mistaken, uh, there seemed to be a, dr- a dragon... That's not right. It did look an awful lot like my uncle, though. Did you? And you fought it? Is Deary, that... Deary, have you been drinking the mulled wine again? Well, of course, it's Christmas, of course. But <laughs> it's 6 a.m. I've been drunk for hours. It's 6 a.m. on Christmas. I have nowhere to be. <laughs> but you haven't... I just feel like... I don't know. I feel like my uncle... It's a weird vibe that I'm getting. Is my uncle gone? Um, I think he took a vacation. Yes, he did turn into a dragon and found himself lost in a hell dimension. Uh, felt populated entirely by ghosts, um, huh. as it were. Just full on, all, all of it, well, laying it all out. Uh, yeah, just, just 
Don't lie. Yeah, at no, all. that checks out to me. Um, so I guess that means I inherit all of his money. Is that how that works? If if I that's the like case, that's then you works. you also inherit his debts, which he has many a debt to us. Yes. Yes, I believe I remember this. Yes. Kensington Chalet, Mr. Chalet, I'm such a huge fan. I I heard that you are in, perhaps in a bit of a bind with the Bloodsnout family. A yes? bit of a spot, yes. Um, you know, just one too many bad bad investments at one time. Yes. Uh, sort of. I had hoped to... Uh, your uncle had... had promised me for this such services rendered as an amount of money as to which would clear my name and allow me to start a new life of prosperity. Listen, I am such a fan of yours that I will absolutely pay off the debts that you owe to the Bloodsnouts under one condition, my friend. I host lots of parties and I would love for you to be a guest at all of them, please. I would love to make myself in attendance. Thank you so much. Um, I don't really know what he owed the rest of you. I'm a bit foggy on that one. Many. But many, okay. Money, that makes sense to me. Was it just money for all of you? Well, my debts were not, not debts, but to the, the church. I do realize I am in a British accent right now. Is that... That is slightly on purpose. So, that's right. You're in charge of the uh, of the toy drive at the church. That's right. Yes. And yes. I understand. If I were to intuit, um, there's probably a bit of a problem with it. If you're seeking, if you were seeking my late uncle's help, yes. There were just insufficient funds for the toy. You didn't get like any toys. Was that what happened? Yes. Well, no. um, it's it's Christmas Day. I don't really know if there's many toys around that any money could buy. So I don't know how much help I would be with that. Uh, but anything else, feel free to hit me up. I have plenty of books. I I don't I don't need the the toys. I just I need the cash. I can figure that. I can figure out the toy part. I'm I'm a clever being. Yes. As we're all talking with Fred. Bob Cratchit arrives with Tiny Tim on his shoulders, and he's like, "Oh, hello, how are you? Um, I was just um, th- th- I we heard the fire. Everyone heard the fireworks, right? That, that was a, kind of a weird thing that happened. Um, I was just in the middle of dropping off this present, this gigantic book of finance, uh, for my old business or for my my current employer, Scrooge, but he didn't seem to be home." So I don't really know what that's about. And Fred kind of turns to Bob and says, Good Bob, yes. Oh, my dear man. Um, my uncle seems to be gone and I don't want to run his business. So um, you seem to be the next in line. Could you possibly just step in? That's, it's, it's a whole job that I don't really want to do. And uh, Bob says, Well, okay, that sounds good to me. And he looks at, uh, he looks at Marianne and says, You run the, the, the bookstore that I got this book from, yeah. And you also teach my tiny Tim some music. You know, I laughed earlier that you were in um, a whole lot of debt, right? Yeah. Um, what do you say we just kind of eh, forgive most of it? All of it. Would simply be a Christmas miracle. <gasps> Excellent. And you know what? I 
now that I'm in charge and, and I've got all these all these debts uh, that Scrooge had had borrowed uh, had you know lent out money, uh, most of it is uh, kind of bleeding bleak, buried dry. So I think I'm just if I were to run the store, which I am now, I will just um, forgive all the debts in Bleakbury and uh, give back a little bit to the community. And Tiny Tim says, Yeah, perhaps we can start by changing the name of Bleakbury. It's a bit sad. <laughs> right you are, Tim. That's a good point. Uh, we'll figure that one out later. So uh, on this Christmas morning, we have a big, giant shift in these towns we've got uh scrooge is no longer here fred has uh, fred is still hosting parties he's forgiven the debt of kensington chalet he's given the company to bob cratchit who's forgiven all the debts for uh, every business and every person in bleakbury including a ladies bookstore with uh marianne and would you guys like to do a little bit of a, a little wind down kind of epilogue to just kind of check in with everyone independently yeah yeah. Um, all right. So the first thing we're, we're going to have is uh, a little montage time. So we're going to cut to a ladies bookstore. You are walking in, Marianne, on Christmas morning. You are so tired. And what are you doing? What, what, is, what does Christmas look like for you? Marianne is going to take off the necklace and store it in some type of like cloth that she has on her, you know, you just got cloth all over the place. Well, you've got that handkerchief. I've got the handkerchief. Going to tie it into a little nice bow. Walking into the store, uh, is is Eleanor awake yet? Eleanor is just waking up. Yeah, it's very er it's very early. I think I'm going to check that all of the returned books are back in their spots. You, as you're doing that. You're putting all these books away. You notice this the same book as before, a book of poems for the wandering spirit is out, uh, out of its place again. And as you look for it, you see at the far end of the store what appears to be a woman just standing there reading the book. Your store's not really open yet because it's still quite early, but this woman looks dressed in very nice clothes, kind of a couple decades old. And the more that you look at her, the more you can see that she's not exactly standing on the ground, kind of hovering a bit, a little translucent. I'd like to walk up to her and just ask, which one are you reading? She looks at you kind of baffled, like, you can, you can see me now. Mm-hmm. Um, You've been here a while, yes, haven't you? Yes, yes, this is my... um. This is my f my favorite book. I, my my grandma used to read it to me when I was growing up. I just like to come visit and read it some more. Am I, I'm not bothering you being here, am I? No, no. Can you carry things? I mean, yeah, I can. I can lift this book. I can lift little things. Yeah. Take the book. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. And she takes the book and wanders out the store. Great. And I'd like to go upstairs to greet Eleanor. Uh, Eleanor is awake, just kind of finishing getting getting dressed. She's very, even though it's quite early, she's the kind of person who's like, I will be fully dressed by, before anything happens. Great, great. Uh, Eleanor. Yes. Eleanor, I've got good news and I've got better news. Okay. Um, what is it? 
Good news is I could afford to finally get you something you, for how? Christmas. Isn't a book? We've talked about this. I would rather just uh, spend the money trying to pay off of our debts. The better news, the better news, if you would just listen. Okay, all right, okay, yeah. Is that Scrooge is dead and the man that took over the company uh, released us of our debts. I'm sorry? What happened? It's a long story. Anyway, Merry Christmas. Uh, And I give her the wrapped necklace. This, for me. And she unwraps it she's like i have a lot of questions about the other things that you said just then but um oh wow and it's this beautiful ruby necklace but i thought that you wanted to give this to arabella i'm sure arabella has her own i'm sure mr taylor can get one for her hopefully hopefully that's what she wants and hopefully this is what you want merry christmas and we are gonna cut from there Two. We're going to cut from there to the party at Fred's place. Kensington Chalet is hanging out debt-free. Uh, the Bloodsnout family, yeah, the Bloodsnout family who you owed money to are actually still at this party because Fred likes inviting all sorts of interesting people from all walks of life. They are totally squared away with you. They, they're they like, hey, we're paid. We don't care who pays. This is great. Uh, what, what would Kensington be doing at this party, hanging out, chit-chatting with people? I think I'm just uh, talking to like everybody that I can find because this is an interesting eclectic group of people that I've not really hung around with before. So I think I'm just kind of making the rounds as kind of lame as that sounds. Just just being like, hello, um, my kindred to chat at Christmas. Yeah, lovely. Wonderful. Facts. <laughs> logic. Yes, everyone. Have you seen Kensington Chalet? Fred Fred introduces you. He's such a huge fan of you and, and like your work and your your mysteries. Yes. You may have heard of the, uh, the, you may have read some of the stories that my assistant publishes yes. about our it's capers. It's strange that he does that, isn't it? It really is. I've asked him to stop many times. He, he does not do that. Well, you know, it's actually, it's funny that you, that you mention all these mysteries because I... I've been hearing a lot of mysterious things around town, Kensington, and I, I don't know. Some people claim that there are these mysteries that can only be solved with um, paranormal activity, but I know that you are a man of science and logic. So Uh, let's just say I've never come across a mystery yet that I could not solve. Well then, what do you say? Would you be interested in staying in town just a bit longer and, uh... Getting back into that old mystery groove. What do you have in mind? And you two just talk and talk about fun mysteries all about town as you drink the night away, flipping that little copper coin, making little bets with yourself. Can I do one last thing? Please do. I'm going to go over to Barkley Bloodsnout. Yeah. And I'm going to say, Barkley, do please ban me from that establishment of yours. Yes, we're, we're going to do that. Yeah, 100%. Excellent. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. You are no longer allowed. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you very much. Yep. See ya. Just really uh, cut the dragon off the head. As oh, absolutely. Fantastic. And uh, yeah, you just get lost in stories and mysteries and it sparks your whole, you know, that whole spark that you have for adventure and fun. Then we're going to cut on over to the uh, the church. So I actually have a couple of quick things to do before yes, I get back check to in the with church. Sister Marguerite, what's she doing? So first, I, I certainly tried to con Frank out of at least a little bit of payment, not for me specifically, but so that I could buy some gifts because I had oh, some ideas in mind. Fred, yeah, sorry, what did I say, Frank? 
and and I'm going to convince Fred that I think that Scrooge's unloved toys that were in that chest uh, would do better. The unloved toys in his toy chest would do much better for the little children. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, everything... My uncle lives in quite a horde. I don't really know what to do with all of that stuff that he has. So um, if you would just find something, you're more than welcome to take it. My second quick stop is to the bookstore where I would like to offer up my cloak in exchange for the violin that Tim has been using to play. Surely. And I reach under the counter and grab it because it's something that I, I just stash. I have like a stash of instruments. It's, it's a nice violin, right? It's a, it's it's okay. Like, I don't have lots of Look, nice anything things. anything to the Cratchits um, is going to be nice. I've been in debt. Yeah, I was going to say, I've been in debt to Scrooge for the last... Then the stipulation will also be to give Tim lessons for... As long as he wants. Marianne, knowing in her heart that she was already going to do that, agrees to this. I leave the cloak, which is big for me, I think, in this moment. And I'm going to take the presents to the church, label the violin for Tim, uh, leave all of the other toys sort of in, in the pile. And then my last stop is I want to go see Tilia. Okay. Miss Delia, I have seen things this night which make me believe that perhaps there is more than one way into the afterlife and perhaps the path I was taking was not not the most direct one. And while it has absolutely no impact on the story, um, uh, Sister Marguerite is no longer a paladin of... The Oath of Devotion, but as a paladin of the Oathbreaker, is leaving the church and wants to go hunt some of these wicked people because teaching them lessons seems more up her alley. She looks at Tilia, reaches out her hand and says, Hello, my name's Margaret. (laughs) Ah, good to finally meet you, Margaret. Fantastic. I would like to do a... Quick cutaway to the Church of St. Shelley, where we are expecting a nice toy drive. You did drop off the toys, yes? You did? Yes. Dropped off the toys, labeled the the violin specifically for Tim. You have uh, the bishop shows up. There's There's your friendly rivalry nun, Sister Elizabeth there, who's talking up the bishop, just like... Yes, Bishop, yes. Uh, um, I cannot believe our sister Margaret, uh, Marguerite, is not, uh, did not show up, but I assure you, you will see everything that she has done inside. She does not expect that you had set up these toys. She was just like, you will see everything that she's done, uh, all of her works, if you will. If you come in, Bishop, Pe- peeking outside of the, of the church, is the ghost of Christmas present who's just kind of chilling out, having a fun time. And he's kind of grown attached to you a lot. So he tries to pull a little prank right here. The toys get, are like they, he makes them multiply and come and become much more uh, amazing uh, and wonderful than they were. And the food drive that, that 
Sister Elizabeth was in charge of weirdly kind of just goes missing as the bishop and everyone walk in. The bishop goes, oh, yes, uh, I see here that, uh, oh, yes, uh, Sister Marguerite was in charge of the toy drive and she did a very good job. I see these toys are uh, unbelievably good. I cannot believe that she has... Uh, skipped out on us. Uh, Sister uh, Elizabeth, was it... You were supposed to get the food? I don't see where the food is. And Sister Elizabeth is like, uh, um, 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 I, I swear, I, I, I spent all night, I, I don't really understand how this, uh, this could have happened. Bishop, please, I, I really did. Uh, yes, uh, of course, uh, I believe you... Fine, whatever you say. I just really wish I could have met this sister Marguerite. She seems like a wonderful person. Meanwhile, at the homes of everyone in Bleakbury and North Dryfend, the ghost of Christmas present has taken the food and distributed it directly into people's homes miraculously so everyone can have a nice, delicious meal as he lets out a little... Merry Christmas, kind of softly to himself. And now the very last thing we need to touch on is Tilia. What is Tilia up to? Tilia has collected the funds she needs, but seeing as though it's still Christmas, she has not found a place yet to uh, to set up as her uh, her sanctuary. Well, here's the fun. Here's the fun thing. Any as you try searching for uh, a sanctuary, that key begins to glow. It's, it opens up doors to anything that you need, including a bedroom for the night, including any other rooms that you would need to go into. You can basically, if you want to, live in this spirit world if you wanted to. You're telling me if I open it again, Scrooge doesn't come back out. It only opens to what it thinks that you need. It will never think <laughs> that you need Scrooge. <laughs> I wondered that as well. I'm going to be honest. I wondered if like Tilia had just given up her key. You still have your key. It will just open always to whatever you require. Well, in that case. Unless you had something, some kind of other fun ending that you wanted to do. No, I didn't. Um, So in that case, Tilia is not going to say a word of this to her parents. And she is going to pass a lovely Christmas day with her family with the smug knowledge that no matter what happens with her parents that there's no rug for them to pull out from underneath her and so she will continue to be a complete thorn in their side um, with the ability to seek her own refuge and uh, bring Catherine along with her wherever she goes yes and If you uh, live in this kind of spirit world for whatever you need, that serves, as I think I tried to explain earlier, as kind of like a highway for ghosts. So Catherine can be with you anytime that you're in there and uh, even potentially come out into the real world wherever the door opens for you to come out. So you have kind of backdoored your way into being able to hang out and hunt ghosts with Catherine year-round rather than just once a year. Yes, excellent. Well, Tilia is going to definitely start bringing men home that would upset her parents. (laughs) (laughs) Just because they keep trying to marry her off. So instead of letting them 
pick people to bring over to try to marry her off to. She's just going to start bringing people around that <laughs> she has little interest in, but she knows would really uh, upset her yeah, parents. Your your parents are just like, Tilia, oh, darling, who is this now? We ha- we first first the guy with with all the piercings, and then the, who is this fellow? I um, don't understand. I, I think his name's Stephen. What, was that Steve. right? <laughs> just like kind of like a whatever kind of like ambivalence from potentially steven darling we just want the best for you and we just there's so much in this town is changing up first oh, we had daddy i love him you do not love him you just whatever like can you imagine what what we're going through right now Ebenezer Scrooge disappears, his clerk inherits his business, and suddenly starts changing up the social dynamics of the whole place. Bleakbury seems to be flourishing, which oh, is not good for us. It would just be such a shame for you all to lose your status. Well, that is exactly why we are leaving, darling, and we're taking you with us. Ha <laughs> No. What do you mean, no? Feel free to go, but I won't. Well, where else do you have to go? What other place do you have to be other than with us? Oh, don't you worry about me, Daddy. I have <laughs> my own friends' connections and things. <laughs> I have my own things. And as you say that, uh, a little ghost child comes out of the wall right next to your uh, parents and just goes, Hello! And they absolutely freak out and run out of the room, run out of the building. And Tilia has found her independence from her parents. Amazing. So we're going to we're going to close that window on Christmas Day. Everyone has a fantastic time. And we're going to cut to a couple weeks later. This is around the time where the wedding between James Taylor and Arabella would be happening. Marianne, you are visiting your other family away from town on the countryside. On the countryside, for sure. For sure. What's kind of going through your head in this moment? Um, Marianne is doing everything to think about family and think about how great they are. So as you are, you know what the date is, you know what's happening today, but you're trying so hard to focus on thinking about anything else, thinking about family. Mm-hmm. You're wearing the the cloak that Sister Marguerite gave you, just as a kind of, it's warm. it's warm, it makes you feel good, it makes you feel secure. You're peering out the window, just kind of gazing out at the countryside, And you see something kind of faint. You see a glow, a red glow, as someone is running towards you. Not someone. Arabella is running towards you, wearing the ruby necklace. I would like to run outside, cloak and all. You run outside. I would like to dead sprint. (laughs) You dead sprint. She's wearing this necklace of haste. She has run all the way here from the city to the countryside, just wanting to be with you and you embrace. And you can see in her eyes that she has called the wedding off. 
Yeah, I was gonna say, you do, do I see a ring see on the a finger? Ring on that finger. Can you I roll don't a need on to. You finger. don't see a ring on that finger. She is here for you. And um, gonna pick her ass up and give absolutely. her a big old smooch. It's a the best kiss in the whole dang world. And that is a Christmas peril. Oh, like a Christmas carol, but peril, I get it. <laughs>